Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and author based in Austin, Texas. I just came back from a long weekend in San Francisco with my husband, Adam. Many of you know that we relocated from the Bay Area to Austin almost 10 months ago. So it was great to be back and spend time with some old friends and with some new friends who work with my husband. On this show, my mission is to help you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. I cover a broad range of topics like investing for retirement, saving for college, spending less, building credit, dealing with debt, real estate, insurance, and having the right mindset to achieve your dreams. And I also interview guests who have interesting stories or deep expertise to share with you. Each episode is kind of like a mini training created to help you take your financial life to the next level. And it doesn't matter if you're just starting out or if you've been managing money and working on big financial goals for decades. This show is for you. I've been hosting over eight years now, and it simply wouldn't be possible without your subscriptions, downloads, and support. So thanks so much. Your feedback and questions are really what help keep the show going, and it shapes the content here. So please keep it coming. Today's topic comes from a member of Dominate Your Dollars, my private Facebook group. Kimberly P. says, I've recently been contacted by a collection agency about a debt on a car that I had voluntarily repossessed in 2007. They say I owe $11,000 and are offering settlement terms. Considering this debt is about 10 years old and is no longer on my credit report, what should I do? Kimberly, thanks so much for your question. If you've ever experienced a rough patch in your financial life and couldn't pay a debt, you know how terrible it is. And if you haven't been in that situation, maybe you know someone who's struggling with old debt, and this show will give you some takeaway tips to help him or her make some key decisions. Getting calls from collectors and seeing your credit scores take a dive can be an extremely stressful situation when you have past due accounts. No matter if you want to clean up your credit report or you're like Kimberly and have a really old account coming back from the dead to haunt you, that's known as zombie debt. It's important to understand your rights. So in this show, I'll explain the protections you get from the statute of limitations on debt how to stay safe from those zombie debt collectors. And I'll offer advice for Kimberly and everyone else about four ways to handle old debt. The show notes, which include resources and previous podcasts that I mention, are always on the Money Girl section of quickanddirtytips.com. This is show number 487 called Facts You Should Know About Old Accounts and Zombie Collections. Kimberly mentioned that her old debt has fallen off her credit report. How debt affects your credit history is very important, but it's actually unrelated to when you can and cannot be sued for a debt, which I'll cover more about in just a moment. These two different time limits are often confused, so I'm going to clarify them here. So first, let's review how long debt stays on your credit report. The major credit bureaus, which are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, can legally keep accounts in your credit file for a certain amount of time. 
Accounts with positive information remain in your credit file for 10 years. In contrast, those with any negative information, like late payments or accounts being in collections, any of those accounts only stick around for seven years. Now, there is one exception, which are certain types of bankruptcies, which can remain for up to 10 years. A common misconception about old debt is that if you pay it in full or even settle for less, it instantly disappears from your credit report and boosts your credit scores. Well, guys, that is dead wrong. No matter if you pay a portion or the full amount of an old debt, it doesn't go away. Every old debt stays on your credit report until seven years after the date it first became delinquent. So this is why Kimberly is no longer seeing this debt on her credit report. She's saying it's been 10 years, so it fell off after seven years of delinquency. Having old accounts with negative information certainly hurts your credit scores. However, they do become less damaging as they age. In addition, if you make payments on credit accounts on time each month going forward, that fresh, new, positive data is a powerful way to repair your credit. Okay, now that you understand that old debt typically stays on your credit reports for seven years, no matter what, let's talk about a different time limit, which is the statute of limitations. The statute of limitations is a law that sets a deadline for when a creditor can sue you for an unpaid debt. It varies depending on the state where you live, the type of debt, and your agreement with the creditor. For instance, The statute of limitations on credit card debt in some states is three years, but in others, it can go up to 10 years. And some debts, such as income taxes and federal student loans, they don't have a statute of limitations because you're never off the hook for them. Even if the deadline for a creditor to sue you has passed, that doesn't mean you'll never hear from them again they can continue to try to collect overdue money from you indefinitely. The statute of limitations doesn't wipe away a debt because you still owe the money. Creditors are within their rights to contact you and ask you to pay the debt or offer payment terms, but they just can't sue you once the statute of limitations has expired. However, There are rules that allow the statute of limitations to revive or restart back at day one, which is known as re-aging an old debt. And believe me, debt collectors have strategies to trick or persuade you to take certain actions that will reset the clock, putting you back at square one so they're allowed to sue you for the full amount owed. In some states, the statute of limitations clock restarts Anytime you take an action on an old debt, and that action could be something as simple as acknowledging that an old debt is yours, or promising to make a payment, agreeing to a payment plan, or even making a payment no matter how small. So I want to repeat that for you so you understand that in some situations, taking an action as small as acknowledging that an old debt is yours is enough to reset the entire statute of limitations and puts you at risk. We don't know for sure whether the statute of limitations has expired on Kimberly's debt, but it's likely that a new collector purchased it for pennies on the dollar and is just trying to get some amount from her to make a profit. 
To stay safe from potentially harmful zombie debt collectors, you need to be aware of common tactics. So I'm going to review some of the most popular ways they try to get money when they're collecting. The first is to verbally harass you. And this is simply illegal according to the Federal Fair Debt Collections Practices Act. And I'll have a link to the act in the notes for the show if you want to learn more about it. Another tactic is misrepresenting their company. Collectors cannot tell you that they are an attorney or a litigation firm when they're not. They also cannot threaten a lawsuit. This is illegal if your debt's statute of limitations is expired, but they can try it, and it certainly does scare some people into paying. Another tactic is to begin a lawsuit. Collectors may try to sue you even when the statute of limitations has expired. Now, if you receive a summons, don't ignore it. Even if you know that the statute of limitations on your debt has expired, don't ignore it because you have a limited amount of time to respond to a lawsuit. And if you don't respond in time, you could forfeit your right to fight the lawsuit using the statute of limitations as your defense. So always respond to any official notification or or summons that you get in the mail from a collector. Another tactic that collectors try to use is to get you to pay for someone else's debt. In general, you're not responsible for debt that's not in your name. Now, the only exception may be the debt of a deceased spouse if you live in a community property state. So if a creditor tricks you into believing that you owe a debt that isn't yours, making a payment on that debt could be construed as an admission that the debt is yours. To learn more about this topic, you might want to go back and listen to podcast number 425. It's called The Truth About Debt and Death. Okay, another couple of tactics is to promise to stop contacting you in exchange for a small payment. So as I mentioned, that can be a setup to revive your debt and reset the clock on the statute of limitations so that they can sue you for the full amount. And they may also promise to keep the debt off your credit report if you pay them some small amount. And as I mentioned, past due debt stays on your credit reports for seven years, even if you settle or pay it off in full. And if you want to learn more about your rights when it comes to debt collections, I'd recommend podcast number 314 called The Law About Debt Collections Harassment. So if a collector contacts you by phone, I want you to ask for the company name and their address and say that you will only communicate with them through the mail and then hang up the phone. Don't admit that you owe the debt or engage in conversation or debate about the issue at all. Simply get the information about them and hang up. Speaking with a collector is risky because you could accidentally say something that gives them a leg up or that resets your statute of limitations on the debt. So all communication should be done through snail mail so that you've got hard copies. You have the right to request verification of the debt by sending a certified letter back to the creditor within 35 days after receiving their first letter to you. They must prove that you owe the debt and that they're authorized to collect it. So as you can see, the law regarding past due accounts is tricky. It's easy to make a wrong move that could end up hurting your finances. So I recommend weighing your options carefully 
and consulting with an attorney if you have any questions. If you're like Kimberly and have an old debt, I'm going to cover four ways to handle it. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey there, I wanna tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, You'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's get back to four ways to handle old debt. The first way is to pay off the full amount of debt owed. Even if the statute of limitations has expired on an old debt, meaning that you can't be sued for it, you may still decide to pay the full amount. For many people, honoring their debt is a moral obligation, even after struggling through a financial hardship. So this is an issue you'll have to really come to grips with yourself. But if the debt has not already fallen off of your credit report, so in other words, if it's not seven years old yet, paying it will change the account status from unpaid to paid, which will improve your credit. The second way you have to handle an old debt is to begin making payments on the debt. So let's say you went through a financial hardship, but now your situation has improved and you want to start chipping away on an old debt. Remember that in some states, it could restart a new statute of limitations period, giving you less legal protection. Again, if it's still on your credit report, having the account show as paid gives you a chance to improve your credit. The third option is to settle your debt for less than you owe. If you want to pay some amount of debt, most collectors are very willing to settle for a partial payment. For instance, Kimberly owes $11,000. She could offer to pay $5,000 to release her from any further obligation. Always get a settlement offer in writing first. Otherwise, your payment could be considered a partial payment, reviving the statute of limitations in some states that we talked about. And when you settle a debt that's still on your credit report, the status changes to settled, not paid. So for the remainder of its seven-year history, it's going to show settled. This indicates that the debt was not paid in full, as originally agreed, and it will have a negative effect on your credit score. Now, that's better for your credit than leaving it unpaid, but it's not as good as paying it in full. And the fourth and final way for you to handle an old debt is to pay nothing. As I previously mentioned, if you don't pay a debt, you still owe it even after the statute of limitation expires or it falls off your credit reports. Creditors can try to contact you and collect money indefinitely, even if they can't sue you. 
So my advice for Kimberly and everyone else listening who's dealing with a zombie debt is to get clear about how you feel about the debt. Are you okay with paying nothing and letting it go? Or would that make you feel like you didn't honor your obligation? If so, maybe you want to consider working out a settlement agreement. Even though Kimberly gave her car back to the lender, the 11000 debt that she's facing is likely a deficiency balance that the dealer couldn't cover after selling the vehicle. So in other words, they sold the vehicle for some amount of money to pay off her debt, but it wasn't enough, and there's $11,000 that remains unpaid. If she wants to pay some amount to never hear from the creditor again, then I'd move in the direction of a settlement. But if Kimberly can't afford a settlement, or she thinks the debt is an error, or if she's not bothered by getting contacted from creditors down the line, then she could pay nothing. I can't make that decision for you because everyone's life and financial situation is different. You're the only one who really knows if you truly can or can't afford to pay a legitimate debt. Kimberly, thanks again for your question. I hope this gives you some clarity about the path you want to take with this outstanding debt. Do you have a money question or dilemma? A great way to keep the money conversation going with a very smart community is to join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request an invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text dollars to the number 33444. I'll see you in the group. You can also reach me directly through my contact page at lauradadams.com. And while you're there, check out the resources and tools that I recommend for just about every area of your financial life on my tools page. Thanks so much for downloading the show and to everyone who submitted reviews and ratings in iTunes. That helps the podcast get visibility so new listeners can find it and I can help more people get the financial information they need. So if you're getting value from the show, the best way to give back and let me know is to take a moment to submit a quick five-star review on iTunes. Thanks in advance for that. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Oh, 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 oh